Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen with two ends.com. And I am here today with sidekick Brad. What's up? <laughs> and I have two a studio guests today. I have Kim Gatlin. Uh, who uh, is a friend of mine and also wrote the book, uh, Good Christian Bitches. And she's been a guest of Lovability before. Uh, love you, Kim. Uh, I'm excited. Love you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, you you speak your mind and you're honest, and I think you're perfect for no. this conversation. So I'm thrilled. I need to move these flowers so I can see your face. Yeah, I'll move uh, Someone was getting roses. So, I know. <laughs> it wasn't me. Like the bachelor. <laughs> and then we also have another guest in-house, uh, a gentleman by the name of Peter Kavanaugh. Hi, Peter. Hey there. This is your first time in studio with us. It is. And uh, is, it, is this your first version. podcast that you've ever done? Second, actually. Second. I'm, I'm a veteran. Oh, okay. Oh. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. So Peter's going to join us. Uh, you know, I, I felt like it was really important uh, with our topic today, which I'm going to get into in a second, that we talk about that we have a male and female opinion in all of this. Uh, because that's so smart. Not yeah. enough people do that. Well, and I don't want it to just be about mine because the more I talk about some things, Kim, the more confused I get, the more I'm like, what do, what do I really know? Right. And this was one of the, the topic with the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime show was one of these things for me that cut, that's our topic today. That's what kind of threw me. And I literally, I watched the halftime show. You guys saw it, right? Mm -hmm. Did you like it? I, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was high yeah. energy. It was entertaining. Yeah. But yeah. Did you like it, Peter? Well, I liked it, but I thought it went someplace it didn't need to go. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And I know Brad liked it. I was about to say, you don't even have to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you old perv. I know. But you understand, but we'll get into the why in, in here in a few minutes as you walk Well, no, tell it, me so. why you liked it. Why did you? Because it's a show. It's entertainment. The reaction that has been out there, I thought, has just been so nuts on both sides, right? I don't understand people who come at, at it with the whole um, devil, Satan, butt shaking and all this. And then you have the other ones over there going, oh, it's women's empowerment. Look at how powerful girl power. It was J-Lo who consistently in her shows undulates the assets. That's She's done it forever. So when she was named as the Super Bowl halftime. Does she always grab herself? She does all herself? That. Yeah, I mean, just go look at some of the YouTube I concerts. I haven't, ever, I haven't I either. She has been over on all Are you fours. Sure, she has been over on all fours at the end of the stage and done her assets to the crowd. Recently. And, and like, like grabbing her name year. and address though? Like last year. <laughs> like in, in nothing. On a stripper pole? Yeah. You know, she's had poles in her concerts before. I just find it interesting that everybody thought she was going to come out in a neck high dress. Hey, listen, if you're gonna, if you pay for that, if you, you know, go to a concert and you pay to see that, you know what you're paying for. You know, I'm, I'm going to Miranda Lambert on Saturday. I know what I'm paying to go see. I've seen her before. I know what I'm going to see. That's right. And I'm willing to pay for it. I'm not, you know, and if. So if, where was the outrage when Michael Jackson did it when we were growing up? 
It was there. There was outrage. Absolutely. Total outrage. Yeah, right. It was there. totally there. It was a big controversy. I guess I was too young to remember Huge. That. Yeah. <laughs> Rub it in. Go Whatever. ahead. Whatever. <laughs> That's certainly the biggest thing about because we didn't have social media then. <laughs> we didn't have a, a venue to, to make it blow up like it did here, but. That's so, true. There was no social media. So let's wrap yeah, and, back around. So we have we have this halftime show. I watched it. I thought it was great. Love Shakira. She was amazing. I remember thinking to myself, I want to learn to dance. Like, like that'd be great. I need to go take some dance lessons. I, I mean, belly dance, like no, no tomorrow. I was like right. impressive. She, she's amazing. <laughs> totally amazing. Uh, J-Lo, um, I, I, just my opinion. Did I enjoy her? Yeah. I mean, she looked beautiful. She looked so beautiful. The first thing I saw was her amazing hair. Yeah, she looked gorgeous. She looked beautiful. But then when she just started shedding all her clothes off and getting raunchy, like it was unnecessary, as Peter said. Like it was, she could have done an amazing job. You kind of look at her as a legend because she's been in the music business for so long. You, I wanted to see a top-notch performance from her. Mm-hmm. And yet... You're almost, emb- I was almost embarrassed for her. Well, you that know? was the thing. As a, as a father of two daughters, the challenge for me is she is an amazing talent. She's an amazing singer, an amazing actress, everything. And to go where she went, I just didn't see it as being necessary. She could have knocked it out of the park without doing any of that. And again, as a father of two girls, it bothered me for, and Kim, you said it earlier. It was the venue that it was. The Super Bowl was one of the worst issues for traffic situations in the world. Number two, it's a family-friendly audience. And so it, if it's a concert, Brad, as you said earlier, all for it. You know, you're paying for it. You know what you're getting. You're going to go. A there. Las Vegas show, a residency right. or something. Exactly, yeah. yes. Right. But in this forum, at that event, for that audience, I, I was not okay with it. I just, I did not think it was what it should have been. Uh, okay. I get it. You thought it was, ex- it was excessive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I mean, just cause just like unnecessary things. Right. So, so, but, but at the same time, so again, I'm just using my experience. So I get up the next day and n- nothing really affected me. I wasn't like offended personally. No. I mean, I didn't think it was necessary. It was a little uncomfortable. I would have been horrified. I've been sitting there with kids or my parents. <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> right. But, uh, but but I wasn't. So I get up the next day, then I see all the social media posts. And that's what got me. That's what got me, Kim, because, and you and I were chatting about it yesterday uh-huh. during the day, because what happened was I started seeing all these posts from women about how, you know, these two Latino women have empowered women. They were so empowering, you know, what an empowering message they sent. <laughs> And nope. I, I was, I mean, I'm literally with my jaw on the floor confused. And I'm like, so I put a post up because I was like, okay, clearly I'm confused. I want to understand this because I don't know everything. And I, you know, we have all have our own perspective. And then what I started seeing in my post were, were a ton of people. It was so mixed about half and half, but a ton of people were like, this is about women's empowerment. They looked beautiful. They're 43 years old and 53 years old and their bodies look great. And I'm thinking how did, how does any of this relate? But it's, for me, it just, none of the conversations were relatable. And we all want to know why grown women want to dress up in the study costume for Halloween. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> they just answered that question. <laughs> well, so, so all of you, my guess, because I personally still a little confused, but I would love to know if you all think that this empowered women. 
And, you know, it's interesting because our producer, Tommy, who's 25 years old, tell us your thoughts because here you are 25 years old. Did you, you know, you, did you think it empowered women? I mean, it's kind of a loaded way of saying it's empowerment because, I mean, yeah, on one side, you could say it's empowering just because she's comfortable in her own body. She did the entire show as kind of like, this is her, this is her out there. This is me being me. But it also just further increases her being a sex symbol and mm -hmm. the other side. And yeah. it's like you're, I think it really comes down to personal preference. I believe that it comes down to personal opinion because everyone's going to be on one side or the other or in the middle. And there's You don't have to pick a side. That's okay. So, yeah. so my point is on this is I do want to know everybody's opinion, but, you know, I, I feel like we've, I remember years ago, Kim, you know, when, remember Twiggy, when yeah. she was a model, yeah, sure. growing up as a woman, there was a lot of pressure on us at, when we were younger. All the models were stick thin. Mm -hmm. They were just disgustingly thin. And so we worked really hard as women to get rid of that stigma. Mm -hmm. You know, you see a lot of plus size models now. There's a lot of things to get because young girls we're getting eating disorders at record numbers. I mean, I and know I had damage one. damage and yeah. just deathly ill. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because of all the pressure. So I feel like as women, we've worked really hard to get past all of that. Yeah. It took body a long time for stuff. the athletic look to be embraced. Yeah. You, know, you weren't considered hefty. The average woman is size 10. Right. Right. I'm glad we're not. <laughs> and then I feel like we just digress somehow with that whole conversation about all these women saying how great they looked and how they're going on diets and how they want to be them. And they, they're 43 and 50 years old. And I wish I looked that good. But it was the antithesis of empowerment is, I mean, is how I felt about it. They're going, oh, this is so empowering for women. I'm like, no, it's not. What's empowering for women about this? I mean, it's entertainment, granted. And it's like I shared with y'all earlier, I thought it was I guess, for lack of a better word, uncool that finally, year after year, the Super Bowl started acknowledging and addressing the issues that they have as an event right. with, uh, with sex trafficking. And so they were really going into it this year with the... the and they bring on the sexiest... Leading up. <laughs> yeah. And they're, I mean, this year, we even interviewed the Truck Drivers Association and we did a seminar with them to help them spot, you know, traffickers. And I'm like, great. And then... That was the halftime show? Well, well, what what was the guy's name at the beginning? Um, what was the singer's name at the beginning of the uh, show with the girls that dancing in the orange? Was it Pitbull? Pitbull. Pitbull. Did you see Pitbull before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was a that was great. That was a great performance. That was very sexy. Yeah. That was super sexy. The albums <laughs> were super sexy. It was the same thing. I mean, you know what I mean? It's right? Miami. I wasn't offended, yeah, but it's it was Miami. It was very <laughs> Miami and sexy for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Peter, what were your thoughts on? I mean, be, I know you're not a woman, which is why I went to Kim when we started <laughs> talking about women's empowerment. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Brad. I, I was I was wondering. But but I want to I want to hear you guys. I want to hear your opinion on whether you feel like that forwarded the women's movement and empowered women, or if you, what were your thoughts on that? Well, it's interesting. I actually work uh, with a group that is called Refuge for Women. They house women rescued from traffic situations. Wow. Um, I served for a time on their national board, and I talked to someone that I know that works there, and the comment I got was great. The people that are in 
some of the houses, they were having a conversation because it's all ladies in these houses and, and the, you know, the shift leaders and, and the people running them. So the, the people who have come out of traffic situations were offended by the performance. These are women that have been rescued or made a decision to quote unquote, leave the life. And they were offended. Right. So, you know, and again, Jen, as you said, I'm, I'm not a woman, but as a guy looking at it objectively, I look at it in two ways. Number one, you cannot objectify and feel empowered, in my opinion, at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I think one is degrading, one is uplifting. Right. And I saw a clip, Ben Shapiro said, you know, my wife is a physician and a mother. And... I don't know how that is not empowering to women. Maybe that's what she needs to go do is objectify herself to be empowering to women. Yeah, but in the same token, though, I mean, you can be a physician and a mother and an absolute smoke show if you want to put the time into it. Right. You know, do all that. So many women that I heard that were or that I knew who when I was watching some of the real throwdown, you know, criticism of it. I was like, okay, you're fat as a bear. You know, you would not run if somebody was chasing you. You know, you haven't <laughs> list, lifted a weight since you were carrying your two-year-old on a, on your hip. Right. You know, I, I know exactly what this is rooted in. Right. You know? Right. So, and it was funny to hear that and knowing where that was coming from versus somebody who's had the experience with the sex trafficking people and what they had to say about it. Oh, absolutely. You know, that was one of the things, Kim, that surprised me. Uh, was hearing fr- like from women that weren't, that were very pretty, you know, young women saying that everybody that was opposed to it, everybody that found offense with it was jealous. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily true. Of course, that's not true. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Of course, that's not true because there wasn't one moment, at, at least for me, I can look at a woman and say, wow, she looks great. Wow. She can dance great. She's in amazing shape, but still not envy it. Well, you're, and you're it. good about celebrating other women. You know, you're like, oh, good for her. You know, she's 50 and she looks amazing. Yeah. And, you know, go you. But that's, impa- that's, that's empowering. That is empowering. Isn't that what it's, it's supposed, supposed to be? To be? Mm, it is. It is. Right. But, but that's what you were doing. You know what I mean? I mean, I think everybody's problem with it wasn't the show. Like we were saying, if it was a Las Vegas show that you right. went to, she had a residency there or whatever. I think everybody's problem with it was the fact that it was a halftime entertainment at the Super Bowl. Right. You know, and, you know, gee, the Cowboys weren't playing, so we didn't expect that kind of trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, the Kansas oh City God, Chiefs, I the first thing out of Clark Hines' mouth is, thank you, glory be to God. But did you see that halftime show? There's a couple of dynamics, I think, going on with the empowerment folks. I've always, when I'm reading some of this, there's a couple of dynamics. There's a lot of individuals on one of the side of the empowerment that will take any situation, regardless of it, and make it a women's empowerment movement. They'll take the disrespect. Sorry, guys, when we get political, they'll take the disrespect that was shown last night to our president by Nancy Pelosi, and they'll make that empowering. Yes. They'll take a situation that is completely ludicrous of empowering women, like the Super Bowl halftime show, and they'll make it empowering because everything in their life has to be women empowerment. The funny thing is on the other side of it too, the same people that are saying this is empowering are the same people that would gripe at a guy making his moves on a woman in the office because her her slip's too (laughs) tight or her blouse is too low. Well, see, you're me too. See, you're you're one of those guys. So I, there's so many dynamics with that movement that I don't think you could ever figure out 
the two sides. Well, I think that's part know? of the problem with that movement, though. It's exactly right. You know, I mean, even in in the beginning of that movement, they found out almost immediately that one of the main women in it had paid off some poor little young man's family. It was like seventeen, like four hundred thousand dollars or something, because she took advantage of him when he was in one of her movies. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, wow. it's just nutty, you know. Hey, Lovability listeners, I want to tell you about my favorite razor called Billy. Uh, They deliver premium razors directly to you uh, for half the price of what you find in the store. Uh, So you go to MyBilly.com to get their starter kit. It includes two razors, a handle, and a magic magnetic holder for the shower. Uh, So for $9, you get four refill blades every one, two, or three months based on how often you shave. Each razor cartridge includes five American-made blades encased in aloe shave soap, for the smoothest shave that's gentle even on sensitive skin. Uh, They also have more space between each blade to allow the shave cream soap and hair to pass on by. Uh, They're an Allure uh, Best of Beauty winner and on Nylon's uh, beauty hit list because Billy is the brand that finally got women's razors right. And I agree. Uh, So get free shipping always. Skip, adjust, or cancel your subscription anytime. So express a little love for our show. Go to mybilly.com slash loveability. Uh, for 10% off your razor. It's a small way you can support us while you're getting the best razor uh, you'll ever get for half the price of razors in the store, plus free uh, shipping uh, always. So there's a limited time special offer. So go now, save 10% on your razor at mybilly.com slash lovability. That's spelled out M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash lovability. Well, and you can't have it both ways. You can't, you can't, we just got done with this giant Me Too movement that uh-huh. everybody was a part of. I feel like we made progress because at least men are a little bit scared. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. At least they're thinking Can about maybe this? I shouldn't do this. <laughs> maybe I should get permission. I mean, Peter, we were talking about you have a young daughter and right. you've been doing this for years. Brad did it too. Um, it, before the Me Too movement, even both of you, but you're you don't even allow. You don't stay in the house alone with your daughter and their friends. Right. No, we, if any friend comes over during the day, their father is with them. So it, it's always. It's always somebody uh, with you. So someone with us and no one, That's no young really girls smart, are having a sleepover. What an house. indictment. You know, I mean, think about the fact that you just, I, I think you're brilliant to do that. But just the fact that you feel the need to do that just because everybody's gotten so litigious and the whole world's gone crazy and everything's so out of hand. The fact that you feel like, because I can think of a million times, I went to my friend's dad's house. My friends that were, parents were divorced. I'd go to the dad's house with her and I never worried about him being a creep. You know, I mean, right. it never occurred to me. You know? yeah. <laughs> Thank God none of them were. But, I mean, it's Thank God. Like, right? yeah. But I mean, I just, just the fact that you have to think that far ahead, you know? Yeah. So, so we find, we make these strides to where, you know, we, Men are taking extra precautions, especially now. We hear it's affected the dating world. I mean, that's what I'm in. And uh, based on Match.com survey, uh, the Me Too movement has changed the way dating is going. Uh, There is a little bit more thought going into it. And then we have a halftime show that objectifies women. And where'd the Me Too junk go? Uh You know, you can't have it both ways. And we wonder why guys are confused and getting mixed messages. There's mixed messages. There's huge mixed messages. Right? I couldn't agree more. So yes. so I say as a woman, because I am a woman and I can say it for our sex, 
are we confused? I mean, because I really kind of feel like I'm confused because I don't get the empowerment thing. I, I don't, I don't get it. So I really brought all of you in to just like talk about it because I feel like I'm lost. You know what I think is funny is when you said that when we were talking yesterday, um, it, part of it too is I think if you're talking to somebody that doesn't agree with your like initial stance on something and then you kind of hear them out yeah. and they make sense, you can kind of go, hmm. But, and that's different in a lot of the, because you and I have some people we know in common that on one person's thread, they were like, how dare they and blah, blah, blah. And then on somebody else's like, oh yeah, I took dance forever. And <laughs> I was going to be a professional dancer. But my dad wouldn't let me. You know? <laughs> It's like, you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so some of it, I don't know how much of it is confusion as much as a lack of inauthenticity, depending on what audience they're playing to. Yeah, yeah. But I think the, I think yes, the, thank you. Absolutely. I think the movement has changed so much. Like me and you were talking about this the other day when mm -hmm. all this went down. But, you know, the original empowerment movement, if you will, was to get voting rights. <laughs> That's right. where it started, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Women were trying to fight for rights that they should have had. They, they deserved to have the right to vote. So they fought for that. And then there was another one. And then there was another. And it kind of went through history as we're getting what we deserve that our male counterparts have, right? Get it. Totally believe in it. Whatever. Now it seems like it's just screw the man, screw the male, screw everything that's in my way, even ladies, and I'm coming to kick your ass. And Which is so that attractive. has affected everything in the world because mm -hmm. I was just telling Tommy, our young guy, I was like, bud, old man to young man, watch everything you do. Yeah. And it's sad we have to tell the next generation. I have generation a 28-year-old son. And if you, you know, don't think I haven't had that conversation with him, I've, had, and I have a I've got a 14-year-old son and I've had that conversation mm -hmm. about don't do this, don't say that, don't mm -hmm. even at school, even to your buddy. Right. And it's sad. Yeah, because. It is sad. At my kids' age, there's a lot of just BSing going on, sure. you know, mm -hmm. and they don't even yeah. know yet. They're <laughs> yeah. still figuring stuff out. <laughs> there's talking big. But I think that <laughs> I think that empowerment movement has affected every aspect of a female's life. And I can tell you right now, as a middle-aged white man, it's damn sure affected ours. No, it's scary for y'all. Sure. I mean, that's why a lot of times we put our hands on and just say, forget it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just forget it. So it may, it definitely has got to affect dating. Mm -hmm. it's, right. Well, for sure. I mean, I've always had the, and we've talked about this at nauseum on the podcast, but I've always had the, the deal where I always meet. I never go pick up until the third or fourth till she's comfortable with that. I get all that. I've always done that, you know, from day one. But there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of things you don't say yet until five, six, seven dates. You don't ask about five, six, seven dates. You know, you just don't get into it because maybe you're afraid to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Maybe I don't want to know that. But what made this woman so angry? And listen, hey, and I'm telling you, the idiots that are out there, like the Epstein's, all the, mm -hmm. the those guys don't help. Right, I get no. it. We're we're not helping ourselves either as the yeah, male but species. The girls that cry wolf that have you know? seller's remorse. They so, don't help either. That's tr it's totally true. Because mm -hmm. it I mean, always totally it still true. takes two. We yeah. talked about this. She still has to be willing. Mm -hmm. And so does he. Mm -hmm. So well, and you know, then there's the conversation, and I don't want to. I don't. I. I. I don't think it's digressing. It's definitely shifting gears. But with all these empowered women, is what is that doing to the men? 
You know, what is that doing to men's masculinity? Because you do hear, you know, there, and I have seen the shift of the men becoming more women-like, you know, and the, the women becoming more like men and women having to, you're rolling your eyes. Um, <laughs> the women having to be in control of the relationship and make all this, and the guy's letting that. Just mm, look at right? the Super Bowl ads that were there. The little emaciated male in every Oh, you, we've commercial. talked about that, yeah. Every commercial. Oh, and then they even had Jason Momoa ripping off his biceps and his abs. I didn't hear any women bitching about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was just good, by the way. I, I really <laughs> like that. That was great. That was one of the better ones. But you're right. They even took like the the ultimate He-Man, like living, breathing version of him and dressed him down. I didn't even think about that until you just said it. Yeah. I mean, there has to be a balance for us ladies. You know, there has to be a balance because we have our rights, you know, and I, I know I've told, I've mentioned this to a couple of you about, I've had people question me about the whole, I always say, I'm not a feminist. And they're like, what does that mean? And I, it means I'm for women, but I'm not so for women that I want to lose your femininity, my femininity. Exactly. And it's I still like, want a man in my life, yeah. a masculine man that can mm-hmm. lead in my life. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And, and I think with the women's movement, with so many, they're trying to be a again, man. Yeah. I don't need a man. I hear this a lot and, and I see this a lot from women I don't need a man. I can buy my own house. I can buy my own car. I can pay for my own drinks. There's even a country song about that. But you know what? I can get it, my it's own one drink. thing to not need a man financially. Yes. It's another thing to act like you don't want one. Exactly. You know, and when you're some, can I say ball buster on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> when you're some big old ball busting, you know, yeah. uh, I can take care of myself and who needs you and all that stuff. That's not very attractive. And how about this? I think the other part of it, gentlemen, is that, Kim, we can say this as women, I don't want a man that's going to roll over for me. Oh, me either. That's like the first test. And I agree. (laughs) It's like, can you tell me no? Okay, you'll do. It's like Crocodile Dundee. As a a guy, here's what's crazy to me about it. it. The only thing that I am responsible for is my own actions, period. It's the only thing I can control. It is the only thing I'm responsible for in life. So I like dating strong women. So for me... That relationship is not about being insecure or trying to be overly dominant. It's about being safe for each other mm-hmm. when you're together. The problem is, if you are not whole and healthy on your own, you're not going to be whole and healthy with anybody in a relationship. That's so true, and that I've heard so much of that lately. And and I've heard I've seen several people who shocked me who like took some time after a relationship ended to just kind of heal before they ventured into another relationship. Right. So I don't know if it's an age thing for me because <clears throat> I'm like getting a little older, like <laughs> this week even. And your, so your, your 30th birthday, 59. <laughs> I wish it was my 30th. That's amazing. <laughs> if I knew so then what I, I knew can now. Can I bring it back around and back, throw something back to you guys, hmm. the ladies? Do you feel like the people who were, supportive of the halftime show were more leaning on the empowerment feminist side. And then there was the the ones who were raising their hand saying, I didn't like it. It did just the opposite for what we're trying to do. We're on the more conservative support females, but be ladylike. Like, where do you think, where did all this backlash come from? Cause there was no middle ground. Uh-uh. And right. I 
I think it's been a lot of women. On the female side, especially. I've I've definitely seen some of the women attacking men, but it's more women attacking women. Oh, totally. I mean, I was attacked a couple times. Oh, you know what? Let me just tell you something. I've always said, well, never mind. I wrote a book about it. (laughs) (laughs) Selfless book. I have a whole damn book about it. Uh Forget it. I need to explain myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so great. Well, well, again, though, you, I mean, you did, you did say, I mean, your book was called Good Christian Bitches. What was that quote you said? You were talking about the title of your book and all the people that were offended. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was telling you this just yesterday, or a couple of days ago. It's like the same women who were so, like, horrified by the title of my book. And mind you, these were what I call the ECOs, the Easter Christmas only church people, right? And I'm not even sure they go then. Um, and they were just so outraged that I would put those two words in the same title. But, you know, a year later or however, a few months later, however long it was, that Fifty Shades of Grey came out. They were all renting a party bus to go to the movies together. You know, I'm like, are you kidding me? Where do we not see the hypocrisy? That was not women's empowerment. You are dead right about that. But women, women, you can't choose where you're going to be empowered. You know, you can't, you can't choose that. Mm -mm. It's you, you, it's, that's where the confusion is with women. Well, here's the problem. I think a lot of them, I mean, if you want to know the truth, just what I see, I think a lot of them, they don't know who they are or what they want. There you go. And I think that some of them find it too much of a challenge to try and figure it out. Yeah, so they, they don't just realize go with that there are going on in the so moment. many inconsistencies yeah. in what they're and saying and doing. If I were a man, I would be running away from that stuff like my hair was on fire. Right. Okay, you know? Next question. What? Ten years ago, does the same thing happen? No. No. Mm-mm. What this? Inter- I don't think there'd be a stripper pole out there ten years ago. I'm saying same show, same venue, same everything. Ten years ago, does the women have an issue with it the way they did? Three days ago. No, heck no. I don't think so. Why? Yeah. Well, because our country's changed. Everybody's fighting about everything everybody's now. Everybody's completely stark raven mad. Yeah, everybody's got, a, everybody's got an opinion and it matters. And, and, and you Anybody know. Anybody with a Facebook page thinks that they're a spokesperson. Yeah, 10 years ago, we didn't have people kneeling at the Super Bowl either, right. you know, or Very sitting true. down. I mean, everybody's wanting to, and I, I'm, you got to love freedom of speech, but at what expense? You know well, what I mean? That's so interesting. You said that because another thing that that struck me is, don't you remember how? What was it? Two years ago or last year? They couldn't even get anybody to agree to do the halftime show. I do remember that. So actually, they put Jay Z and Beyonce on some NFL board, and then they get J Lo and Shakira and Pitbull for the halftime entertainment, and then that made a big deal. They over, signed a contract with his company, right? And then they make Ooh. a big deal over Jay Z and Beyonce not standing company. for the national anthem. And somebody else said, yes, they did. That shot was taken, blah, blah, blah. So then now there's a big controversy about that. But you kind of have to wonder if the chain of events hadn't happened like they would have, would we even be talking about this to this degree right now? You Do you I mean? remember when Prince was on the halftime show? Of that was one of the best ones. I don't remember. And so good. Brad, do you remember at the end with the backdrop and the shadow and the image? Yep. That was the stupidest thing. What was it? What was it? It, it, it yeah. was phallic. I, I mean, the the typical prince. Right. But yeah, the, is that you the, just explained it right there? The, typical prince. The yeah, funny thing cares. about it. Well, here's the fun. No, there there was plenty of dialogue, but there wasn't the edge that is now, Brad. And I think that was about ten years ago. Actually, yeah, somewhere in there. That, you're right. There was all the same dialogue about it, but people listened 
right. to what the other's point was instead of just immediately going Shrieking to at each other and, you know, women don't tear each other's crowns off men. You're, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, when, when you say, well, they're objectifying themselves. No, they're beautiful. Well, okay, I'm yes, here they thinking, are beautiful. He gave her a crown. Whose idea was that? <laughs> well, that's what, that's what fascinates me about all this stuff because provocative shows in any large event, right? I guess I know the Super Bowl is probably the largest, but provocative events or provocative actions or shows or whatever happen all the time. And nobody says squat about it. WWE is one of the largest organizations in the world. The little women run out there and wrestle each other for God's sake and barely any clothes. All greased up. No one says nothing. Yeah, but nothing. My, my challenge with that, Brad, is that's, Form. It's like going to a concert. If I go to a, but it's on TV. Whatever. It's on TV. You're choosing to turn that on, just like and you're choosing to go to a concert. My, that's but that the Super Bowl point. should not be that. That's you a can family. turn it off, though. Well, yeah, well, but true. your expectations when it comes to Super Bowl. And I'm playing devil's advocate here, guys. So I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not trying to say I'm on one side or the other because I look at it totally different. But, it but, was a show to me, and I look at it as right, a show, and I don't go any further. But I think a lot of people. It's just a show to me, and I move on. Like. I expected nothing less from J-Lo because yeah. I had seen some of her stuff and I knew, I told the guys we were watching with, the group I was watching with, I said, when she, they first showed her, what's up Miami, that annoying crap. Mm-hmm. I said, I give it five seconds before the pink skirts off. <laughs> it wasn't three and a half. <laughs> like you could see it coming. Right. Okay. So I look at it as a show like people that go to WWE. It's a show. They've told everybody now it's a show. This is fake. They're not really hitting each other. Right. Okay. Yes, you pay for it, but it's all over TV. And I think it's very interesting when we start to break this down, the same people that are griping about this halftime show hand their five-year-old an iPhone that they can see three times the amount of crap on their iPhone at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, than they'll ever see at that Super Bowl show. Uh-huh. And they're fine with that. <laughs> and then yeah, they go, yeah, but I'll lock that phone up. That kid will Brad, find out how to Brad, fix that in 30 seconds. Brad, you would have been horrified if you would have been sitting there when your kids were 10 and 12 years old and you're watching the halftime show and that came on. You would have been ticked off. No, I would have sat them down on the way home and explained to them what we just saw was a show. We don't act like that. We don't dress like that. We're not going to follow her because she acts like that. Okay. You teach them. Okay, so now so you're you offended t- a little bit because we're not going to follow her, but you're not offended now. It's a teaching opportunity. So. I was yeah. saying is this is the opportunity that with rather than people running around and trying to shield their children, because I got news for you. In today's world, you cannot stop them seeing this stuff. It's in the palm of their hands. We can sit and lock their phones up and track them and all this. And I've done all that. And they can go to YouTube in 15 seconds or TikTok and they'll find an answer to how to unlock the phone and get whatever they want. <laughs> it, it just, it's a fact. The kids are, they're growing up with this stuff and we're not, we didn't. So we're not as, they're always typically when it comes I, to tech. I agree with you. I mean, I, I grew up in a family that didn't talk about stuff like that and it needed to be talked about because it did happen. When I go to college, things happen and you need to, you need to be aware of what to look out for as a woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. So it, it, I can see that. I can certainly see that. But I mean, I think as a parent, you probably try your best to screen what they're doing and looking at. And you would never, that's a blow from the side, you know, or from the black back to, to expect agree. that from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with everything you said. And I did do that. 
But when it occurs, if you drop 10K on some seats, <laughs> you're not, not going to hold her hand. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to have to have that moment and say, okay, let's talk about this J-Lo stuff and let's just walk We're through it. We're not doing that at home. And, you know, I had it even worse, Jen, because Tegan's been dancing since she was three. Right. So we had lots of discussions about what we're going to dance and how we're not going to dance. and No twerking at We're church. not doing the hip-hop find, thing. I did find the whole thing interesting, though. Again, the women part of it. The women that came on my post and said, well, I'm a dance instructor, and I think their dancing was amazing. You know, I found no offense in it. And some of the women that said well, there was nothing provocative about their performances. Oh, please. How do then you? They were an epic fail if there was nothing provocative about their performances because that but was the whole point. I thought somebody was brilliant, brilliant on your page when she posted up. Why are we talking about this when you go to any cheerleading competition from the age of six on? Mm -hmm. And she showed a video. And what are they doing? They're out there in their little short skirts, undulating their hips, and turning around the crowd and shaking their booties and all that stuff. And then we get all worked up about the Super Bowl, but nobody's worked up about cheerleading competitions or dance competitions where they do this. And I've seen some of them. Because they want favor, so the moms aren't going to Because it was the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And I get that. I get that. But if the people that were so worked up about this and so offended by this, there's so many other things at the local level that we could be handling better. Well, uh -huh. do you remember years ago? And Kim, I know you do, being a woman. Do you remember years ago with the Miss America pageants, all the all the pageants? They were, and then there was the little girl in Colorado that got. Uh, Tom and I ran, yeah. So they they have really they changed a lot of that stuff. They did because they were turning these little girls, put makeup on them and big Toddlers dresses and tiaras. Remember, it was a reality making show. them sexual. Mm -hmm. Remember all that? Yeah, they were they were definitely over sexualizing. And so five -year -olds. that came to that came to a head, and they said we're gonna we're gonna not do that. So maybe this could be, and I know it won't, but it could be a learning opportunity for the country to say. Women, you've got a choice to make. You can either choose to be respected because, of the, you know, you want to be empower women and, you know, and the Me Too movement. You want to stop, stop trafficking and stop being objectified, objectified. Or, or you can choose to, to put these women as your role model and, this, and, and condone this kind of behavior as empowering. Because it's anything but. How confusing is that? They seem so opposite to me. Well, and you know what? This is terrible. I'm probably a little prejudiced from this standpoint because my parents got a divorce in like 72, 73, back when it wasn't like quite so commonplace. My mother had a high school education, okay? My father ran off with my mom's best friend, okay? My mother found herself suddenly single with a high school education and two kids living in the park cities. And so like, I used to think all the time, my mom could have, gone. I mean, my mother's a beautiful woman, as you well know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back before people could get anything like on demand for a reasonable price, you know, mom, you know, was lucky, you know, I mean, she looked amazing naturally. And mom could have gone and done, done that. And I probably would have ended up doing that too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but instead, she went and got a real job and a real estate license <laughs> mm -hmm. and had a company she sold to Abby Holiday 35 years later, you know, for a, a ton. But I mean, it's just, you know, there's that's choices. empowering. It, exactly. That's empowering. That's empowering. Yeah, very true. You know, <laughs> yeah. going and getting on a stripper pole, that's not empowering. There's nothing yeah. empowering about that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, there's just not. Sorry. You're not, you're nobody's going to ever convince me any different because that could have been my plight. And, and it I, wasn't. And I do think everybody's got their opinions. I mean, obviously, we all have our opinions. But at the end of the day, you look at Peter's story about the sex trafficking. Like, these are women that have lived through being objectified, being, you know, been abused. I love that. That's I mean, that, a, that was a, the most valuable. That's a big deal. I mean, that's, that's facts. That's, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, these yeah. are the people that 
that doing stuff like that affects, we're not thinking, ladies. We're not thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a woman hater. I support oh, women. No, I you're mean, a girl's girl. I mean, I you've mean, got I good just, girlfriends. I just don't want women to come this far. Don't settle for that is what you're saying. Yeah. Don't come it. this far. And it's all the strides we've made as women. Don't come this far and then then change your mind. And tell me some some strip show is empowering. Exactly. <laughs> well, and and the here's the million dollar question. Would it have been absolutely phenomenal without that stuff? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely phenomenal absolutely. without that is right. the problem. That's the yeah. point. Is so yeah. the then the question is why? Yeah. So it's a show. So, you know, that's it, what she does. You bring it home because I do think there's a home for this in the dating world because this is a relationship podcast. And, you know, I do, I think this is, I think this is a good topic, but it's the same thing with women in the world. I mean, how many women, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, Brad, how many women are out there dressing way too sexual, showing way too much skin, being way too provocative, sleeping with a guy in a first date, but yet looking for a relationship, wanting to be respected, Mm -hmm. right? Demanding to be respected. Demanding to be respected. Wanting to be valued. So let me ask you this then on that. Did you lose respect? For J-Lo then as an entertainer because of that? I absolutely did. Okay. Now, I can't say that I did for Shakira because I thought she was, I really thought she was great. I mean, I know people saw what I did, but I thought she... Yeah, we've had some debate on that too. I thought she, <laughs> I thought she was very entertaining, high energy, fun. She got a little vulgar with her tongue, that whole tongue thing. And then, Lebanese thing. and then the rope around her neck, like all the, the bondage thing. Yeah, I was going to say, how's that, how was that empowering? That alluded me too. That, I was trying to figure out where that, what the point of that. The was. whole thing. Like, well, it wasn't maybe empowering she was at releasing all. Releasing the bondage. I don't. Know. Well, and then you know, I look. Know. Okay. Good so, try, Brad. Here we go. Uh, but but there's kids on stage. I was going to say Kim? the children in the cage. In the cage. Thing, yeah, that, that just yeah. made me like Stark Raven mad. I mean, I was like, "Are you kidding me? Please." See, I didn't you even know? notice that. They yeah. did. I mean, the whole halftime show was built around those two artists and the kids. Mm-hmm. So there were several, you know, right. people in that. These kids are practicing day in and day out with all of this junk. Mm -hmm. And this is what they're subjected to. Ropes around their neck, Mm -hmm. bondage, Mm -hmm. S&M. What, 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 nobody's talking about that. Uh, It's, I was like, 50 shades of gray. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just like, what? That's why I was like the whole empowering thing. I was like, really? But at the same time, it's, go go ahead. What was that? No, I was going to say, if, if they say, we didn't mean it to be empowering. We meant it to be this. It's one thing because then you're right. calling it what it is. Right. But don't do that and then call that empowering. I guess is is, is the empowering. that's the dichotomy yeah. in the I don't, I, you know, I have they said anything? Who? It, they, didn't there you see the meme st- of her on her plane? This is this is J Lo on her way home from Miami, not caring what Nancy in Nebraska thinks about her halftime show, <laughs> flying home on her own private jet. <laughs> is that what she said? Yeah. Is that what it said? <laughs> it was that that, that uh, saying in show business, we've already got your money. You know, yeah. <laughs> she got paid whether you liked it or not. Well, and I, th- I mean, <laughs> I-, I was just wondering if they did come out and, and do what no, Peter said, where they said, no, no, let me, let's clarify it, it why was, we did um, what we what's did. What's the word I'm looking for? It was um, not, impli- not implied. That's, that, that is what I, the word I'm looking for, but it's a different word that means implied. Yeah. It was suggested. It was yeah. whatever that I was. Just, I was just curious. Was. So somebody in, there was a, there was an article on Faith Wire and um, I liked it. It was, um, it, there was a couple of good quotes in it, but it was talking about you're not an object. So there were several messages and that they wanted people to know. 
Um, hypersexual behavior will only succeed in causing others to objectify you, meaning they will only think of you for what you can offer physically. It will not transmit a message of someone who values themselves because God first valued them. In fact, you're sending the exact opposite message. You, uh, you will show that you hold yourself in low regard because of the things you're willing to do uh, in order to gain, hold on, I had to move, uh, in order to gain attention. Instead of trusting that people will see you for the intrinsic gift God has granted each and every one of us, and they're amazing artists. Mm -hmm, they are. They're amazing artists. You know, uh, behavior like this believes the lie that that the only thing that can make us worthy of praise is acting out sexually and getting others interested in us based on desires of the flesh. And I just, I, I, I felt that was a really great article. There were several great points in there. I'm not going to read them all, but but I feel like they hit it, you know, so many of the, so many of those points. I mean, how is that moving us forward as women? And I, I the only thing I would say to a woman listening is I'm, I'm sure everybody's not going to agree with us on the empowerment or non-empowerment. Everybody's going to have their own opinion. That's okay. That's totally okay. Um, however, um, please think about, please think about the message that you're sending because it's the same it's the same thing in real life. You want to be loved. You want to be respected. You want to find to be valued. To be valued, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna do that by objectifying yourself and dressing, you know, provocatively and using your sexuality to rope in a man. I mean, you guys, Peter, Brad, you guys have had women do it. Sure, right? No question. I mean, you Never. know, it 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 it's it happens. <laughs> it happens. No, it, it, it does, and. It, what I'll what I'll tell you is, as a fifty-something-year-old guy, that does absolutely nothing for me. I think that does something for a twenty-year-old boy, but it doesn't do something for a man who has any maturity. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, I I just feel like we need to look at the message. If you don't if you don't see both sides, just try looking at the other side. If you feel like it empowers women, great. Keep your stance, but try seeing the other side, how, just ask yourself how it could be disempowering women. And if, when you can see both sides of the situation and, and this, this is how it empowers them, which we've gone through, there are ways in which it could empower women. Mm -hmm. you you went through that list quite well, Kim. You did. <laughs> I mean, you. I think you did a good job and I appreciate it because I could see the points at least where it could empower women. You know, they're, they're 50 years old, they're in shape, they're out there, you know, um, successful in their career. Uh, they, you know, the halftime show is a big deal, mm -hmm. you know, that that's, that's great for women that they were doing, but how did that disempower? So just see both sides of it before you make your decision and, um, and make it a, based on ourselves. We all need to do this. What are we putting out into the world? You know, who, what do we stand for? What do we represent? Because if, you know, I keep thinking every time I see these posts of these women that are supporting this and are like, they're sexy and beautiful and there was nothing provocative about that. What is other, what are other, what is the image that you're portraying to somebody else? Yeah. You wonder if they're trying to legitimize their own shtick, you know, it's like I may be, you know, 50 and sitting in a bar that I'm really too old to be in and a skirt that I'm really too short to be in. And, you know, <laughs> kind of go, wow. Not in Dallas. Not in Dallas. No way. That's so funny. And I don't look like J-Lo. Well, I, I do think also, like I, I got emails from plenty of women that yeah, agreed with me, but wouldn't publicly agree with me. Uh -uh. 
They, I ran publicly, into that a lot too. Yeah, publicly they wanted to say, oh, it was great. I loved it. I support these women. They're beautiful. And privately they're going, boy, this supports prostitution and blah, blah. I mean, complete opposites. Like, who are you? Right. Who and are you? You don't know yourself. That's so true. And it, here's the thing. What I think they forget sometimes is they don't have to say anything. Yeah. You know, so if that's not really how you feel, then don't say something and then private message somebody on the side. And I got a dozen of those too. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you think you have some massive following that's going to be disappointed if they find out that you're <laughs> applauding J-Lo's athletic ability? I mean, I don't really understand because you have 143 friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, everybody thinks they're a celebrity. That's so funny. <laughs> or an influencer or whatever you call it. So funny. So funny. Well, uh, well, you know, and I guess in a, in a world we live in of, everybody's got, you know, their opinion and it matters. And and it does. Yeah. I mean, just because I have a platform and I'm talking about it doesn't mean that I'm right. Or that your opinions are more opinions than someone else. Exactly. Exactly. But I just think we need to think them through before But there's a reason you have more followers than the girl with 143 (laughs) that has an inconsistent story. Well, you know, and I, and I, I, you walk a slippery slope. Kim, as you know, mm-hmm. when you when you talk about stuff like this, because this is almost as bad as talking about politics or religion. You know what I mean? Oh, completely. I mean, it's it is, it, it's a slippery slope. But I can't help but think I do support women, and I do support how far we've come, and I support women supporting each other and being respectful of themselves and knowing and respecting themselves. And I just see I that's just, the big difference, though, is because so many of them, um, I don't. Say this. It's like, it's almost like they don't know how to navigate being uh, independent and smart and capable and all these things that they want to be and still be feminine and beautiful and all these things that you want to be. It's like they can't reconcile the two somehow. So you end up, you know, with these girls who I think I mentioned this to you not long ago because it was just the trippiest thing. I'm still trying to get my head around. She was like girls night out with her girlfriends. And in the middle of it, she gets something. I Like, I thought Tinder was just for boys. I didn't even know girls did Tinder. I'm not kidding. I don't know who I thought they were choosing from, but somehow I just couldn't wrap my head around that. And she, like, gets up in the middle of her evening with her girlfriends and goes and meets somebody and then comes back. And I'm like, what? Yeah, she met for a hookup. Yeah. She went like, hooked up with a guy from Tinder and, and then, then came back. To join didn't her Didn't shower. Came wow. back and joined her friends for dinner again. That's just insane. Did she think that was empowering the JLo show? That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> oh okay, well, God. now I'm a big girl and I can, I've got the ability to do that. Watch me. Like, honey, nobody taught you a thing about pride of ownership. It is clear. <laughs> you know? She leases. She doesn't buy. <laughs> I was going to say. But it's, uh, and, and I hate to say this, but I think that's why a lot of these people are so confused. It's like nobody. No wonder bothered. men are confused. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, look, I wouldn't do one of y'all for anything. Women are commanding respect, kidding. but yet condoning this. Exactly. You know, it you. happens with one of the most popular female shows, and you love it so much. But The Bachelorette, the last one, what she sleep with four of those guys? See, I'm Don't sorry. Don't even get me started. I never understood. But I mean, there it is again, right? So that she premiered, talked though, about it when yeah, my daughter was in grade school. And I did not understand how these mothers could sit there and watch that show with their child. I won't even drink after people. I'm so sure I'm going to sleep with a man on the first date. Are you kidding me? I I would like break out in so much anxiety, hives, whatever. But I mean, these women would watch it with their grade school age daughter. Oh, yeah. I'm like, do you realize what you're 
showing them that this is it's, okay. But it has gotten even worse because like the last season of The Bachelorette, what he's talking about, that girl was sleeping with every guy. They're showing it. She's talking about it. Her parents and grandparents are watching. No. Horrifying. Oh, my My parents word. would lock me up. If I was hurt, they would have I was locked say, me I'd up. I'd get committed. I would. No, I would. My parents would lock me up. <laughs> but Could you imagine, what? Peter, your daughter, like do, like being a little bit older and doing that show and you're watching her sleep with these guys and brag about it? Yeah, no. That, yeah, uh, not happening. No, not, she's uh, hopping on top of... Not while I'm on this earth. She's hopping on way. top of guys <laughs> on, one, on one clip and then the next one, she's invited. He leaves, goes back to the house and then another guy comes to the door. She lets him in and starts... Seducing him right after she was with another one. Eat dad. Is it disgusting? I'm so glad my daughter's a young life leader. (laughs) (laughs) I love your daughter. I'd be horrible. I love her. (laughs) I know. Thank God. But that's, but it, but again, I think, and here's the whole deal. Brad brought it up. You're taught, you know, Peter, you're the same way. It's all about teaching. You've t- you taught your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they and are going to be. me. Yeah. They are going to be exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, hopefully, at a Super Bowl a halftime show, <laughs> but they're going to be exposed to it. So you've got to be able to w- have the conversation, right? Well, and I like what Brad said, because it, it's exactly right. Use it as a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. I know that's what we just saw. That's not what we do. Right. Right. And let, and let them have a voice and then teach them right from wrong. I mean, we, that's what we do with all, all of us do it with our children. We teach them where the lines are, where the boundaries are. When they get older, they may choose to step out of those, but they know where they are. Well, well and, you know, remember too, she started out as Jenny from the block. You know what I mean? She's still Jenny from the block, clearly. Yeah, clearly, that's my point. Yeah. You know? well, look at all them, Britney Spears, all, they were all uh, Mouseketeers. Right. From Disney. But I think the other thing is, is, um, and what I was trying to say was, is that, there's so much worse out there we need to be worried about with our kids being exposed to it than what we saw for 15 minutes. Right. Uh, there's so much out there. You know, I mean, I live in a digital space, so I, I read up and keep, so it's, yeah, I don't, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, so, so again, uh, I agree with you. Like there's little conversations in the big yes. conversation. My big conversation was, was about the whole empowerment thing. And I really wanted you guys here because I wanted the, the men's opinion on it too, because I feel like it's imperative. It's just, I mean, I almost feel bad talking about the fact that I don't think it's women's empowerment and I'm a woman. I wanted you guys to speak out on what your thoughts were on as well, because I feel like it balances it out, right? Sure. Totally. sure. Thank and, you. And Thanks for the opportunity. Did we notice that not either one of them or any of the three of them seem to take it as women's empowerment? I have not, I have not actually there's not one guy out of the 300 comments on my Facebook about this. There's not one guy that thought it was empowering to women. Mm-hmm. Not one. I don't even get how do I women get, get that it? Thinking. I know. I, I, I don't. Right. No. Agreed. But it's not. but I, I do think it. If nothing else, it, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I want to challenge women to question themselves. You know, if if how is it empowering? How could it not be empowering? We got to question ourselves because there's too many inconsistencies here. Yeah. Way too many inconsistencies. Then we wonder why guys are confused and they can't read us and they're afraid to approach us and they don't, you know, they don't feel like they know women. I hear it all the time. Hey, I can tell you right now, if I were a man, it, it wouldn't be worth it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can go the rest of my life without... <laughs> a woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need ahead. that junk. <laughs> Does it make you feel like that, Peter? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it to me, now... It, 
Kim, I agree with you. There's no fun in dating in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. There's not. It's just uh, anybody that is, is on Tinder or whatever. I mean, it's just a numbers right. game. Yeah. But if you're looking for a committed relationship. With a stable person. It's hard. <laughs> it, it's hard. But again, and don't even get me started on the, you know, the men that feel like they're being in somehow, um, I don't know, excusing weak behavior or anything Marginalized. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, you have healthy boundaries and you choose when to exercise those boundaries. Right. Period. So the the definition for me of a great relationship between a man and a woman is when you can be by yourselves, you're both strong personalities, but you're not trying to control the other one. Right. You guys are each other's safe place. Period. Right. That's that's the name of the game. And if you can't, then show them the kindness of saying we're not each other's person and you know, walk away and move on. It's that easy. Yeah. Well, and safety begins with knowing ourselves. I mean, if somebody doesn't know who they are and you start to see those inconsistencies right up front with um, maybe confusion about mm-hmm. <laughs> what we believe in. Well, that, that was the, the most end telling the day, thing about this whole thing is what you were talking about with the inconsistencies and what people were saying publicly and then saying privately. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the answer. And right you there. have to know what you believe in. You can't be, you can't, know yourself and be in a relationship with yourself without knowing who you are and what you stand for. And you certainly can't be in a relationship with somebody else because it's not safe then. Right. It's not a safe place if somebody doesn't know who they are. You know, their their, you know, their their mind changes, but you know, when the wind blows because mm-hmm. they that feels good to them at the moment. I would never trust you never be able to trust somebody like that no. that changes their mind or it doesn't, right. it can't stand rooted in what they believe in, whether that be their faith or their beliefs, which is all of the above, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody that is, that's at least makes them safe. Okay. So, uh, so I guess that's it. Um, uh, so much more we could talk about, but, uh, but we've gone long enough. I want to thank everybody for, uh, being here and the conversation because it was definitely a tough one, um, for thank me. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yes, thank well, thank you. you for your honesty. I appreciate it. Welcome to this week's Dear Jen segment. So I got a great question from one of our listeners, and I think everybody can relate. She said, what do I say as an opener on Bumble with a mutual match that I know already from church? I'm dying, she said. Uh, I love the drama, by the way. That's hilarious. Um, Don't die. It's okay, especially from somebody you know from church. Uh, I think it's quite common uh, to run into people on online dating that you know either personally or from social media or something, So, or I've met before. Uh, So, you know, that's a great connector. Anything you have that is in common with that person, whether it be a friend, um, a church, uh, a function, an event, um, any commonality, use it. So the opener would be for that. I think we go to the same church. That would be it. Uh, So uh, the connectors are uh, a more sure way to get in the door with somebody. So anything you can use, even if there really isn't a common connector, like you haven't seen it before, even if you chose something from their profile, like maybe they have 
uh, maybe they have a certain type of dog and you have the same dog, same type of dog, or, um, you guys go to the same dog park or, uh, you noticed him out at a restaurant eating and it's one of your favorite places, whatever you can find in common, it's always a great way to open up a conversation. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's funny. That was from a female listener. You guys are so used to doing it. So I'm sure, uh, you already know that creative spin, but Anything at all you can use to connect uh, yourself with somebody else, uh, use it because it personalizes the message and they're more likely to respond. So uh, I hope that you, uh, I did give you that advice and I hope that uh, you met that guy from church and you'll have to update us on what happened. So thank you for writing us uh, at dearjen at lovejen.com. Please send us your questions. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.